0: On this episode of Deep Thrones, we review Season 8, Episode 5. We watch in awe as Danny burns them all. We freak out as Arya narrowly dodges death. But first, folks, a quick message from our friends at Sunny Grove CBD. Sunny Grove CBD offers a mouth-watering treat that you can have at night before bed. You can put it on your honey, in your hot tea, or even have it in the morning on your toast. The older generation loves to put it on their peanut butter sandwiches. If you're like me and Chris, a couple of college athletes, Sunny Grove CBD offers a nice treat that can help you ease some of those pains from your careers. I know Chris gets some joint pain sometimes. He used his head a lot, folks. Uh, He sometimes gets some migraines, maybe a little social anxiety when you're talking to the hot girl, you're talking to the mother of dragons. You need to ease that anxiety a little bit, and Sunny Grove CBD offers that. Uh, It's infused with orange blossom honey. It has a clean, light citrus flavor, followed by a kick hemp. I know I need that in my life. I don't know about you. The honey itself is pretty special. can only produce this honey three weeks of the year, guys. Again, it can help you with a lot of things like insomnia, nausea, all that stuff. So go check out our friends at SunnyGroveCBD.com. And right now, you can even use Deep Thrones on their website. Nice little promo code. That's one word, Deep Thrones. And that promo code gets you $10 off your complete order. That's right, guys. $10 off your complete order. These are trying times. We need the money, folks. New queen in town. And now, folks, winter is here. Hello. Just yesterday, two hundred elephants were made homeless by a dragon who once had twenty thousand owners now has none. They're hungry, they're starving, they're homeless in Essos, and all of their owners are on fire in Westeros. For just fifteen cents you can help these elephants find a home. Maybe near a river, maybe near nice people. The Golden Company is all dead, and these elephants haven't eaten in days they couldn't even ride on the boats. Please send us your credit card information, and we promise to help those elephants find safe haven.
1: Daenerys Targaryen does not care about Westerosi people. Sunny Grove CBD (laughs) approves this message. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, welcome back to Deep Thrones. This is uh, the review of Season 8, Episode 5. Of course, I'm Sims. My partner, Sheedy, here. What's up?
0: Hey, what's going on, guys?
1: Man, what an episode. Mm. I mean, mm. this is this is what we needed, man. This is exactly what we needed. Everybody was giving the show a ton of sauce, and then now they fucking showed up. They delivered. They whipped it out. It was great. It was great. From start big, to finish. Hairless. You know, Perfect. orgasmic, some oh, would say. Oh,
0: my God. Someone's... He was sitting on my couch, and I was like, hey. <laughs>
1: down <laughs> dude i gotta say so where i'm sitting in this room here in the studio um across from me is a big like banner with da- danny targaryen on there and she looks mad she she looks very distressed
0: she looks very angry and across from me is john and he actually looks kind of sad <laughs> <laughs> he looks a little distressed but in a john way we're just like no
1: it's always said he's like, no! he's sad. He's he's like, like sad. oh God, i made all the time for this
0: <laughs> um i'm getting i'm getting texts from Every end of the spectrum right now, oh, people yeah. who loved it, people who hated it. Um, I think a lot of people are in bed with the idea now that the show like is a terrible eighth season, so now they're really grinding down on everything, but uh, yeah. we've been an instant reaction uh there's definitely some things we're going to dissect that we didn't like about the episode and
1: this is one thing I love about us being you know one of the whole reasons why we started the podcast was because. Fame you know. and fortune. <laughs> I was driving to work, and I wanted to be able to listen to something where I could get a breakdown of the Season 7 episodes. Yeah, there are um, other Game of Thrones podcasts there out are, there. There are, and they're all fucking trash. They're not like us. Um, but my point is, I love how we're set up so that we come out on Monday morning. So what you're getting is a raw reaction from us just watching the episode a few oh, minutes ago. So raw. Get your Vaseline ready. <laughs> so, I mean, it, I, I think it's awesome. Like I am still I still got fucking sweats from that episode as we're recording.
0: My mom. Um, ran down here after the episode just to ask Chris questions it's been it's that kind of time right now in the Sheedy household house Sheedy
1: so this is us debriefing from the episode so you guys are going to get some good reactions we're still coming down yeah but this is this
0: is what George R. R. Martin this is this almost has his fingerprints on it and of course he didn't write this episode we're not saying that we're just saying this is the world he established in the books was fire and
1: blood we're seeing the Game of Thrones that we've Grown and grown to love, essentially. Yeah, one
0: might argue. Should it have been Viserys? Would he have been a better king? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get probably the
1: same. Yeah. But, uh, so we'll jump into the review here because we have a lot to cover. Um, we start out in Dragonstone. Varys is writing a Raven Scroll, um, and you could see the words, but it's basically spreading word about Jon actually being Aegon Targaryen mm-hmm. and trying to rally people to his banner. Uh, and then a girl walks in, one of Varys' spies, one of his one of his little birdies talking about uh, she won't eat you know she won't talk to anybody yeah it, we're assuming that it's Danny but we don't really know at this point. And she um, also
0: says, like, they're watching me. Yeah. The Unsullied are watching me, yeah. and they know that I'm up to no good.
1: It's cool to see uh, various spy network being brought back up. And this was something that
0: you wanted. Yeah. You had said you wanted the spy network Because
1: back. it had never even been talked about in Season 8, and that was something that was so big throughout yeah. the series. So he's cool got birds in different code. area codes. He's <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> he's, got, he's got birds in different I mean, areas. he had people in, in Essos. Yeah.
0: You know? So, of oh, course, yeah. he has Dragonstone people.
1: Definitely. And then the next scene we get, <clears throat> excuse me, um, is the Dragonstone beach? John shows up with Davos, or Davos isn't there actually, but John shows up and gives some news that the northern army is only two days away from King's Landing. They're passing the Trident. Yep. They're making their way down, going through the governor of the Trident. Um, Danny is. This is where we find out that Danny's the one who won't talk and eat, uh, because when John gets there, he he receives that news, and then Varys is kind of pushing that Aegon Targaryen agenda again, yeah. and he says. You know, you can basically alluding to the fact that John could be the king. John stays loyal to to Danny mm-hmm. in that situation, and Varys goes. Men decide where power resides. Yeah, basically saying like, you know. You you have a legitimate claim. You could make that happen. It's a great callback to uh, to a conversation. Isn't yep. isn't
0: he the one who had the conversation with Tyrion about the king, the yep. priest, and the sellsword? And the sellsword. Yeah. And who? Where does power reside? If well, they if, all
1: say kill each other, who who are you going to listen to? Essentially. And
0: power is res- where men decide. It's, exactly. I, well, I believe in God, so the priest, or I, he's royal, so I believe in him. Or yep. the sellsword can kill me. It's,
1: it. Yep. Exactly. Um, so then we go to the Dragonstone map room, and Tyrion creeps up on Danny. She's she's in a bad state right now. She's mourning Masandi, She's mourning Regal.
0: She looks. She's looking a little. She looks, dude. She a little pale. Her
1: makeup looks like the Mad King's makeup. From they when do, do make Was her up.
0: look. The, the hair is not brushed. They put the bags under her eyes. Still cute Pale as a bu- Still cute as a button. <laughs> no dude, makeup, dude, no filter. Could, could you
1: imagine how funky those toes are right now, man? Dude, you don't want any of that. I love it. Uptown <laughs> funk. They'll give it to you. <laughs> uh so she's just visibly distressed, and then Tyrion's like, yo, can I bother you for a second? And Tyrion goes or I'm sorry, Danny goes um, let me guess, someone else has betrayed me. And then the first name she throws out there is Jon Snow. Snow. Yeah. Which I like that she's growing increasingly paranoid because as someone right. who's like even you've like no like looked into the Mad King history and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he had a pretty normal reign uh, up until up until the uh the defiance of Duskendale, which you guys can yeah. look into that, but essentially he was betrayed by people who were supposed to be loyal and, to him. And
0: all he ever did was like grow so paranoid of Tywin that he fucked with Tywin and fucked with yep. Tywin and fucked with Tywin. So eventually he made Tywin an enemy. Yeah. He was but so was, paranoid that in his paranoia
1: he created exactly. enemies. Exactly. And it was great because it was a gradual happening. And that's oh, yeah. what we've been seeing with Danny too. So I think that yeah. was I think that was cool, the kind of the um The parallels between the two of them, as as her dad, you know, sometimes you forget that that's actually her father. Um, But then Tyrion reveals that Varys has been plotting against Danny. So then Danny decides that, of course, he's gonna, she's gonna execute Varys. There's a quick scene in Varys' chambers where he hears the Unsullied approaching him, so he burns the last Raven Scroll that he had there. But he knows yes. he's going to die. He takes off all his jewelry, his valuables, and stuff. Right. Um, and he knows that's the end of the line for him. They go out to the beach where Danny's waiting there, John's waiting there. Of course, Grey Worm's present and Tyrion's present. And Tyrion walks up to Varys and admits that it was him. Yeah, who read it on him to Danny?
0: He does the whole like uh, the whole Godfather. I know it was you. you yeah. Broke my
1: heart, and it was actually a really touching moment because Varys and Tyrion have been through a lot, especially since season two. Oh my
0: god, they've been they've been, I mean, been King's Landing guys for a long
1: time. Yeah, there, you know, and they they kind of forged like a you know an uneasy alliance, but it was still like they those two were two of the only people that could trust each other in King's Landing.
0: Yeah, that's that was nuts. It was nutsy. And John's standing there, and again, John—you can tell—is a little irked about the whole thing. But mm-hmm. I think John also does recognize it as treason in a way. Oh yeah, he, yeah. You know, that... uh,
1: John wasn't going to be the one to tell Danny because, no. but like, John was even when Varys said that to John when he first landed on the beach. He's like, "Dude, I'm Danny's my queen. Don't like, pretty much stop doing what you're doing because it's going to get one or both of us killed."
0: Yeah, it's like when a person you—it's like when a person you know is like, "Hey, you want to hear this gossip?" And you're like, hey, yeah, maybe. And then they're like, well, it's about so-and-so. And you're like, oh, shit, that's yeah. too close. Yeah. I can't <laughs> I can't know it. I can't know it. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I, don't, know I know. don't want that smoke. And I then, don't want that. I don't, I don't
1: uh, mean it. So Tyrion actually, like, touches Varys. Really touchy moment. And then all of a sudden, Danny relays this death sentence. Sentences Var- Varys to death. And Drogon comes. It's really fucking cool looking. He comes through the dark clouds in the back. You didn't even see him. He, he had the horses in the back. And then um, he just fucking shows up, burns bears alive. the horses in the back. he got the horses in the back. Yeah, Drogon just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, burns, burns bears alive. He, at least he wasn't screaming. It looked like he turned into ashes pretty quick, so oh, that yeah. wouldn't have been so bad, I guess. Oh, yeah. Um, and then from there, it, we go to Danny's chambers. Grey Worm is in there. And Danny has Masandi's collar from back when she was a slave. Yes. And gives it to Grey Worm. And basically, Grey Worm just tosses in the fire. You know, like he's like he. At this point, he's enraged. I don't think he's mourning as much. As no, he, Grey anyway. Worm, I
0: think actually is kind of with Danny on that. Yeah, he's on the fine. Let's fucking go. Let's, I mean, let's it's do on, this thing. thing. You know, yeah. we,
1: and essentially, look, we'll get to this later because I, I have a very important question that I asked you earlier, but I think we should discuss it on air. We will. Um, but so remember that Masande is very much a big factor in this episode.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. She is. Her death is so fresh mm-hmm. and so raw that it, I think, influences a lot of the decision making of Danny.
1: Definitely. And then um, John walks in. Grey Worm leaves. Danny blames Sansa for Varys finding out about Aegon Targaryen, for Tyrion finding out about Aegon Targaryen, for everyone starting to back Aegon Targaryen. So basically, Danny is trying to pit John against Sansa and then there's a weird scene like Danny's just losing her shit like now she's horny all of a sudden comes on to John yeah she's gone off the deep
0: end dude yeah. I love it I wish I was him <laughs> it's but like dude, such a fun John, situation but well, John
1: can't get over that uh, the whole re-related thing and also I think at this point like she had just burned Varys alive and then yeah you know she she didn't look good at that point either I mean okay not say, okay okay wait okay. a minute Object- just cause Danny's not wearing makeup I, no no, no I say on. I meant like objectively she's attractive obviously but I mean like like she wasn't looking in good shape. Like she looked like she was sick, pale, yeah, didn't eat skinny. Sick. You know what I'm saying? Um, I get it. I get it. And then John rejects her after they like she tries to make out with him and then Danny just goes, Let it be fear which means like that's all she has. Yeah. And she's gonna fucking use it against the people in King's Landing. And then from there we go to the Dragonstone throne room. Danny and Tyrion are arguing whether it's a go on King's Landing or it's a no-go whether we should yep. wait Poke no it's gonna be a no it's <laughs> gonna be a no poke for me. Uh, and then Danny of course she's Queen she wins her argument it's a go uh, yes. Danny wants to attack ASAP. And then at the end of that, Danny delivers news to Tyrion that Jamie was stopped trying to uh, sneak through her lines, oh, which he was probably hiding in another he's, bush. He went for the nearest bush. <laughs> that <laughs> gold hand gold is his just head shining out. out. Yeah, uh, and he's just like, "Kakar, a bird noise, bird noise." Yeah. And then, but an interesting part at the end of the scene too is, as Tyrion receives that information and is leaving, Danny says, "If if you betray me again, it will be the last time you betray me." Right, and, Tyrion- and he's like, "So I get one more." <laughs> <laughs> so Tyrion, I think, like knows that this—he knows that he's gonna rescue Jamie no matter what. So mm-hmm. I think Tyrion accepts that he's gonna die, right, um, in that attempt to rescue Jamie. Now we go to uh, some of the squad sailing to King's Landing. It's not—you don't get this feeling of like oh we're going into a glorious battle like everyone's very somber it's not a good mood not a good vibe
0: no yeah it's it's pretty, pretty Which dark is,
1: but it's like this is so good because I, this is a realistic battle situation right like you're there's a high percentage chance that this is going to be the last day that you're alive you know yeah so like i mean i thought
0: it was going to be a really close
1: battle yeah same yeah well, ooh, I, <laughs> well, oh, well guess we'll what guys we'll see uh, and then on on that beach where all the northmen are camped out they they're all past the Trident and into uh or outside of King's Landing i should say Tyrion asked Davos a favor mentioning that he w- Davos was a good smuggler so it's it's inferred that um, Davos is gonna smuggle mm. Jamie or Tyrion at this point, but it turns out to be Jamie into King's Landing.
0: If Davos was alive today, he would have so much weed up his ass at the airport. <laughs> He'd be like, "What are you? What are you? What? What's? What are you pulling me aside? I'm just minding my own business." <laughs> Your dog yes. is sniffing me. What's going on,
1: <laughs> Dude, Yeah, and then he then he busts out some uh, aphrodisiacs, and yeah. then he get right by TSA. Do, 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 do. <laughs> um, the Arya and the Hound get through like a weak ass guard that really didn't want to stop him, but no, yeah, you know. no. Um, and then Tyrion visits Jamie, He has to pass by an unsullied guard, but he has that rank. He pulls that rank on him, um, and they, this is actually like a very very touching, touching conversation yeah. that Jamie and Tyrion have. Um, it's a it's very much a callback to when Jamie freed Tyrion when he was uh, being sentenced to death after the trial by combat,
0: and Tyrion even says, "I never thought I'd get to repay you for that."
1: Yeah, and and this this is the raw emotion that get
0: that vaseline.
1: Like when we when we like earlier towards the end of season seven of our Deep Thrones episodes, when we were trying to make predictions mm. and what reunions we wanted to see and stuff. Yeah, we got those reunions, but like a lot of them weren't. The raw emotion that we were looking I for. I tend to
0: agree with the general population that season eight has been rushed. Yeah, some of it's been maybe a little predictable. Some of it has been a little out of left field. Mm-hmm. But in the end, we're gonna get. I think we're gonna get a, a show.
1: This was a good <laughs> <laughs> a show. What a concept! Wow,
0: what a concept! You got a th- dipster. You got a little
1: dipster. <laughs> I think I think this is this is a good return to to normalcy in the Thrones world. But um, as I was saying though, this was a great reunion. That, like, they had already seen each other before, but this is, like, the climax of their relationship. It, yeah. I guess maybe more so the end of their relationship. Tyrion
0: tells Jamie, like, you kept me alive as a kid. Yeah. And then he's like, without you, I was, you know, no one had my back. You were the yep. only one. He starts crying. He hugs him. And, yep. and there's almost an underlining theme of, like, Jamie was almost like, well, no, like, you, you were a Lannister. And, and Tyrion's like, no, like, you don't no. understand. You kept me alive. Meaning, yep. like, Tyrion probably had some pretty bleak times or yep. he himself didn't see his worth, you oh, know. Yeah. But Jamie kept him going.
1: And then also, there's the underlying tone of, we're both going to die tomorrow. Yes. This is going to be the last time we see each other. So, yeah, very emotional moment there. Um, they both pretty much sign their death warrants. From there, it's daybreak the next day. This is the big battle day. The Iron Fleet is in the, in the Blackwater Bay. God. Um, and and it's, it's like a very tense moment. Everyone's getting in battle position. The Blackwater it's, Bay
0: has seen some shit.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. It's seen some stuff. Yeah. Everyone's going to their battle station. Civilians are taking cover in King's Landing. Uh, we see Arya and the Hound actually sneak in with those civilians. Past the
0: doors. Uh, Jamie the
1: tries to, but the Red Keep doors get slu- uh, slammed a Day on.
0: late and a dollar short, Jamie. What, he stopped for a fucking day, burger? Day what was he late, doing?
1: Day late and a hand short. <laughs> day late, one inch short. He stopped real quick.
0: But, dude, uh, this is great. Here's an ice cream place just at the gates of king's landing he loves it he hasn't been there in years <laughs> he had to check it out but
1: dude again great moment like there's tension in the air and you're almost you're put in the scenario because they the way they filmed it it's in point of views of different characters so right. like you're in the chaos of the civilians all running to take cover and
0: jamie the reason jamie was going in by Tyrion was to try to get cersei to surrender at the jump and yeah. since he can't get in danny's not on Cersei's schedule.
1: Oh no, chance. No, no chance.
0: No chance. She she's been listening to the king in the north bitch about time this entire fucking show. So she's <laughs> like, no time. You're right.
1: Yeah, and then like even the soldiers on the battlements are. Everyone's looking up. You know they're all scared. Like for yeah. the most part. I mean, Euron looked kind of confident. Well, he looked confident silence. until he
0: realized that Danny was doing the old switcheroo. Yeah,
1: and what like I think we might have even talked about this, but the one of the biggest advantages with dragons, of course, is how high being over like you can get directly over your enemies, yeah. and then almost dive down. Like that's a what Danny did. Her. Yeah,
0: that's what she does here. She flies Drogon high above the clouds and mm-hmm. then dives, and before she can. I think it's, that's the thing, is they caught Euron unaware. I think it was yeah. that none of them were ready, and she yeah. just starts fucking his fleet And the vantage
1: point, like shooting a scorpion directly up is much more difficult than shooting it on like a 45 degree or 30 degree angle or something. Chris like knows that, how yeah. to
0: shoot and scorpions. Yeah, all about...
1: Yeah. He's been shooting since he was a boy. You gotta yeah, work, you gotta work, the, work angles. the
0: angles, dude. <laughs> that's the difference between, you know, good ropes and eye ropes.
1: And then outside the gate, the King's Landing gates, um, on the northern gates, the Golden Company set up across from the Northmen and uh, the Unsullied. North- 20,000
0: Golden Company, yep. evening the
1: field. Even in the battle. Harry Strickland Ugh. walks up like he's cool. These guys shit. look
0: badass. They march in. They're in their gold. They got their fucking spears. They got their swords. I
1: was like, holy shit, these guys aren't fucking around. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, cool moment here. Tyrion, Jon, and Davos are up uh, overlooking kind of the, the battle lines for Danny's forces. And Tyrion says, all right, if, if you hear the bells ring, call your men off. And even John Snow, who's one of the more morally correct and and um, honorable people on the show, he was, he was just like no, like he didn't say no, but he did not nod his head. He just stared at Tyrion and walked off.
0: Yeah, what if he just like just didn't hear him?
1: <laughs> the writers are like, John didn't hear him in that scene. <laughs> But like immediately, you know, you you think about Ned Stark getting his head cut off in King's Landing. You think about Rob Stark and the, and Kat Stark at the Red Wedding. Yeah, yeah. You think about all these atrocities against the Stark family. Mm-hmm. And if if Tyrion thinks that he's going to be able to call off Northmen, oh, he's sorely mistaken. Yeah. There's no. He's chance. got his
0: head so far up his ass, it's just his head again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then um, from there, um, where do we go? Oh, Danny flies into the Iron Fleet um completely fucks all them up there's the a scorpions gr- now are in second tier man
0: Infected. i don't know what's going on here they yeah, which they, was
1: weird I, like who was shooting them last week here's the thing i like that's how a scorpion should be regardless like the scorpion shouldn't be able to make a 200 fucking yard shot at something flying the in fact the air.
0: that it hit Gal three times yeah, was bullshit that's absurd you know how hard that is to do it with yeah. that thing, guaranteed.
1: Even in the battle train or the supply train episode in season yeah. seven, when when he uh, Bron hit Drogon, I thought that oh, was a little far fetched.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, what also pisses me off too is that Euron wasn't even like on one; he was just commanding yeah. the guy who was on it. Yeah. Last week he hit like two. Yeah. What <laughs> the, the the Patriots in the Super Bowl take out Tom Brady and they're like, yeah, hey, we're fine. He's not yeah. even hurt. Yeah, yeah. Just like, just hurt. Like, hey. yeah.
1: He needs he needs some rest." It's like LeBron on his uh, on his days off and shit. You know? I
0: know. It doesn't make any sense to me, man. You put your was, best player
1: in there. It was also, I thought it was awesome the way they filmed it from Euron's point of view because he sees his fleet getting torched and then all of a sudden he sees Drogon taking a swipe at him yeah. And his, his silence goes to fucking shit, and Neuron jumps off last minute. And the best is when he's like, We have to turn it around, turn it around. And yeah. they start
0: turning around, and Neuron looks to his left and sees those boats get torched. Yep. And then he looks up, his boat gets torched. Damn right. And he flies into the abyss that is the Blackwater Bay.
1: Then we go back to the northern wall of King's Landing, and you just hear explosions in the background, screaming, booms, and then all of a sudden. Fucking fire and blood right through the fucking gates, Oof. right through the gates. Of Kings Landing. The, the Golden takes Company's out. just standing there, and then yeah. behind, boom! Dude, all like just destroys the middle of their battle lines. All fucking chaos goes off. The Dothraki just rout the Golden the Company. The Dothraki, out who there.
0: apparently survived against yeah. the Night King, they're back in a big way. They're back. They're back. Yeah, yeah, they,
1: they rose from the dead. They rose. They're good. They're yeah, good. They or mean. they
0: just like flew, like didn't fight him. They just like went a little to the left and just took <laughs> off. But so apparently the Dothraki are still alive. Just start cutting half, through half these guys. Them, right? Quote yeah. Unquote, half. half Yeah, I would love to see the numbers that these guys wrote down when writing these scenes. Because do you think they had numbers in their head of military deaths? There's no, there's no chance.
1: 5,000.
0: <laughs> 5,000 <000. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So then Harry Strickland, who is, uh, again, we've seen 30 seconds of screen time. He gets up and just starts retreating. And yeah. then, boom, Grey yeah. Worm just... Dots the eye with his fucking Genuine, spear right through yeah. his head. Yeah.
1: Which I thought, like, we had even talked about this. Like, I said in the books, Harry Strickland was kind of like, uh, kind of a cowardice sort of type. Like, not not a very strong military leader at all. Right. And we we saw that right there, I guess. Mm-hmm.
0: So then the Northmen and the Dothraki, the Unsullied, all of them, John Davos, they, they charge through the gates and they start slicing down... King's Landing soldiers, just wreaking havoc in King's Dany Landing. Danny starts taking out any remaining scorpions, and it's just at this point there's still a battle being fought. Tyrion's walking yeah. far behind, looking at all the bloodshed, like, oh, woe is me, oh. and yeah. he's looking at fucking golden company people. Sad. Yeah, those are soldiers, dude. He did those. those are soldiers. He did
1: that in the supply train episode, but at least those are in Lannister soldiers, I guess. But like, but still,
0: still, did he ever go and do that? You know. Would, would he ever Blackwater Bay no yeah no. did he go look at the, did he go look at Stannis' guys no, no fuck you Tyrion yeah. it's so, he's getting soft yeah, he's getting soft in his old age and, and, and
1: Cersei's overlooking this whole scene and Kyborn like
0: runs up to her and she's like well all it takes is one well placed Scorpion he's like yo they're all gone she's like <laughs> well Euron splash. killed one dragon he could do it again he's like yo the fleet's all gone <laughs>
1: Dude, that's like that South Park episode it's like, yeah, um, we'll take this money, invest it in a money uh, mutual fund, and it's gone. (laughs) It's gone. Um, We're going to put the Iron Fleet, put some scorpions on it, and it's gone. Uh, So, I mean, that was cool, but Cersei's Cersei's delusional at this point. Then she falls back and she's like, the Red Keep's never fallen before. Uh, But you can see that she's worried in her face, though. All of the same tropes
0: that you would think a... a, a um, what's it called? um She's in denial. Yeah.
1: She's going through the seven stages. Dude, the, the stages of grief, man. And, yeah. like, that's, like... That's a great acting job by Lena Headey, I think. Is it Hedy or Headey? It's, it's whatever, whatever you
0: want it to be. All right, Lena Headey. We're the best Game of Thrones podcast out there today. <laughs> it's whatever you say it is.
1: But, you know, like... She like throughout the episode, this is where it starts with her as far as overlooking the yeah. battlefield or I guess overlooking King's Landing. Yeah. But as the episode progresses, her emotions start getting like she goes from denial to anger to bargaining to depression. All the stages, dude, and then yeah. finally acceptance.
0: Impressions Until of we'll Gilbert to- Gottfried, which I believe is the sixth. <laughs> She's like,
1: What is going on? <laughs> King's Landing is gone. I mean, I thought it was I thought it was masterfully done. By the actress, uh, and
0: by the end of this, you know, we'll dissect the episode. You almost yeah. feel bad for her, and you're mad at Danny. And in an hour and a half long episode, they have flipped the script.
1: Yep, and, uh, that's awesome that they can do that. They pancaked that. the script. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, we see uh, Grey Worm, John, and Davos. They reach a small company of Lannister soldiers that are pretty much blocking the road, and it's a tense moment. We hear the uh, song that was came up in the season 7 finale. Yes. And that, that song always gives me goosebumps. So there's this moment. Uh, it's see... moved
0: bitch by Ludacris.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the Lannisters <laughs> drop their swords. The Lannister soldiers are surrendering.
0: They know they don't have a chance. Yeah, there's no way. Danny's on top of Drogon sitting there. She keeps eyeballing the Red Keep. She yep. sees the surrender and then the bells start ringing.
1: Well, so there's a cool part too where everyone's just yelling, ring the bells, ring the bells. And takes them a little while to do it. Yeah, Danny's up there contemplating still. Like, should I keep going? Should I keep? What going? What a job by
0: Amelia Clark. Her oh face God. is wrought with pain. So good. I use the word wrought. Um, it's a big word. She's just <laughs> she's she's legit. She's crying. She's angry. Dude. She's.
1: I mean, think about the emotions going through her head at this point. She's she's getting revenge, so that probably feels good. But at the same time, she doesn't she doesn't want to harm innocent people. Uh, kind of uh, anyone who Amen. judges
0: Danny real quick. Let's imagine real quick. Put yourself in her shoes, and but put yourself like imagine I'm me. <laughs> and imagine my everyone I know and love has just been killed and I have a yep. dragon yep. and I see all these fucking people who were supporting the person who did he it killed
1: him yeah ruthlessly
0: I, I really probably would do what she did yeah
1: I'm I mean, not good. It really do indeed be like that at times. It do be like that. I mean,
0: but... Have you ever seen a Steven Seagal movie?
1: <laughs> you gotta do it, man. I mean, fuck, yeah. And and this is what we were alluding to before. The whole Masani thing happening last, last episode... It stuck with her. It is... It's vital to the decision that she's about to make. It's an open wound. So the bells are start ringing, and then um, there's just a moment, again, where she's turns from sad to grief and then just full enrage. And then she just flies Drogon out and just starts burning innocents. Yeah, around, we're not talking about soldiers. City. We're
0: talking like every street yep. where there's, it's like ants and she's got a magnifying glass yep. and she's fucking torching them.
1: And Tyrion sees this, starts freaking out. And it's interesting because there was once a time when when dragons flying above King's Landing... You know the the peasants and people would be like cheering and shit. Yes. And now it's. Like, well, I feel no like
0: th- there was a point where she could have had that happening. Yeah. Um, I think that it's weird. Like the battle, it's almost like the Night King, in a sense, could have won. And but what I mean by that is he has now sent the world into a pit of despair because because of him she lost so much that yeah. now it's just continuous loss, continuous loss, continuous loss. I mean, she doesn't even really know Cersei.
1: Oh, you no, know? yeah, no. Nah, well, she knows the fucking Night King better yeah. than she knows Cersei at this yeah. point. Well, what she knows of Cersei is that she's she unreasonable. She, she lied to her about the truth, and she killed Masandi. Right. So that's three strikes, you're out, buddy. I mean, I love you, buddy, but you're out. I love you, buddy, but you're out. (laughs) Uh, And then, so that pretty much is a trigger for the rest of her men to start slaughtering, in a sense. So the men start slaughtering those Lannister soldiers who drop their swords. It
0: starts with the Unsullied. Jon's trying to hold back the Northmen, but they get caught up in it, and it's just all out. They just start. And it's... And sometimes in battles, I think when it's one sided, you're like, "Oh, when's the switch going to happen?" It, it doesn't. It
1: well, doesn't. that's the thing. Like, and they talked about this even, uh, I think in season one with the Dothraki, when they, you know, they're raping and pillaging. You, you have bloodthirsty people. You're asking to risk their lives for you. Now and they're then, trying
0: to get the spoils of war.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's like... And then also, on top of that, there's so much personal stuff going on. Yep. The whole, like I said, Ned Stark, the Red Wedding, Masani... The North Remembers. Yeah. The the Dothraki... I mean, the Unsullied and the Dothraki lost half their men fighting a battle for yep. people that they didn't even really believe in. It's so all out. But they, it's, 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 it's... The, all the this soldiers
0: energy. are killing women. They're yep. killing children. They're killing men. They're killing soldiers. They're killing old people. No mercy. One guy, one Northman tries to kill a woman and Jon actually kills him and well, he, he was tells him to run, dude. I he, think that was he, what it that's was. right. And yeah. John kills him, and he says, "Run and hide."
1: And John's John's kind of in shock. But we get like, a lot
0: of reaction shots. Of John. Yeah. I think the only people John kills are soldiers, are soldiers who aff- to affront him. him. Yeah, yeah
1: exactly. Um, and then, yeah, like like you said, he kills that ally. Cersei is overlooking this, and she's getting a taste of her own medicine.
0: Right. And Kyborn comes in, and he's like, "Yo, so I uh, got more word from down below." Uh, yeah, they're, like, at the door. <laughs> and he's like, I told them no one's home, but they're not buying it. <laughs>
1: uh, and, and then we had the, uh, I, saw, I had a Girl Scout show up to my front door. said she want a tree And says she want a tree for a box of cookies. That's when I realized, that ain't no Girl Scout. That's a motherfucking dragon. That's
0: Drogon the dragon.
1: That's Drogon the dragon asking for about tree fitted. And then he says, okay, okay,
0: two fitting. And I said, oh, now it's two fitted <laughs>
1: And then, uh, so yeah, that's cool to see Cersei getting that taste of her own medicine. She blew up the Sept. Let's not forget that tons of innocent people died there. Uh, And then Jamie and Euron had this scene on the beach. Jamie washes up, Euron washes up, and um,
0: it's called a double wash.
1: It's called a scrub a dub dub.
0: It's called you gotta get that little ducky.
1: And then uh, Jamie and Euron had this clash, one on one fight. Uh, Jamie holds his own for being one-handed. It looks like all that training has been paying off. And then Euron stabs Jamie pretty good in the side. Pretty much twice, a mortal yeah. wound.
0: Shanks him twice.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's going to bleed out and die, but it's a gradual process. Yeah, he's got time. It's then, just the process. <laughs> he actually does have time. And then and, Jamie crawls over, grabs his sword euron was too slow to get to jamie too slow and then jamie thrust his sword through euron's pretty much like right under his sternum kill yeah. shot
0: part of the thing about this show though with the expedience of that scene i guess that insinuates that we won't be seeing yara that we won't get that Greyjoy killing Greyjoy, uh that sam and tormund probably are just fucking done yeah that's nuts i was actually i, I was unless the wildlings come uh, down in season six to help john but we'll get to well, yeah,
1: yeah. We'll we'll get to the prediction in the next episode in episode six, midweek mayhem, um, and then so yeah, so Euron's dead. Jamie continues on his mission to get to Cersei. Jesus, Meanwhile, yeah. Danny's burning down everything on everything. the way to the Red Keep. She's even hitting some towers in the Red Keep, which I told to you was ironic too, because that's stuff that her forefathers built. These are things that <laughs> this had, is where Aegon landed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even the names of the stuff. Uh you know, Aegon's Red Fort, which is the red keep now. Magor's Holdfast. Magor's Holdfast. Fucking Baylor the of Baylor, you know, like yeah. even though that was blown up already. But yeah. these are all names of Targaryens. The Mad
0: King's shit hut. <laughs> That's where he hung out.
1: Exactly. And then um from there we have a Hound and Arya scene. And this was actually pretty touching as well. Yeah, right. uh, because Ary- Arya and the Hound have always had that relationship where they don't show much emotion. Mm-hmm. And the Hound, trying to convince Arya not to fucking die here, he basically just says, you know, if you follow me, if you come with me, you're going to die here. Do you really want to be like me? Yeah. And-, and then Arya, you know, realizes it. The Hound starts going on his mission to get to um, the mountain. And
0: she says, hey, Sandor, thank you. Thank you. And then she takes off. She realizes that killing Cersei... That's not her destiny. Uh, mm-hmm. I think her destiny was killing the Night King. She has to get the fuck out of there. The, the place is collapsing, mm-hmm. uh, and, and Sandor the Hound continues on his way to the And the weight, the
1: weight on calling him Sandor Clegane, Sandor is is pretty heavy there. I Everyone calls think. him Hound. You exactly. know, they give him home
0: by his nickname, and mm-hmm. I think that for him it meant something to him.
1: Definitely. And then the ceilings are dropping all over on the way to Meagor's Holdfast. Then, all of a sudden, the Hound shows up at the bottom of the staircase. Yeah. Um, the the people that stand across from her Cersei, Kyborn, the Mountain, and then two or couple three, a couple of boys, a couple of bad and boys. Three, Queens, Queensguard.
0: They're all dressed as the Mountain now. they <laughs> all got the fucking Mountain outfit. Uh,
1: the three Queensguard throw themselves at the Hound. He cuts them down pretty easily. Oh, God. And then, Kyburn, um, or actually, Cersei's like, no, like, Mountain. Or, uh, she tells Sir like, Gregor, what? she's like, Sir stay Gregor, with stay me. Stay with me. But
0: he's like, walking to the Hound, he's like, no, nah, this is Clegane bolt. 2.0. Yeah, yeah. And then Kyborn like is in front of him is like, hey, listen to your queen. And he just fucking destroys Kyborn. breaks his face, throws Dead him. by
1: his own creation, man. I know.
0: It's a Dr. Frankenstein.
1: It's a Frankenstein.
0: It's a, sure. a, a Frankenstein. We'll put that in the Frankenstein uh, book.
1: It's classic George R. R. Martin being a nerd, dude. You think you think that's that's how he plans it out for the cloakable? Yeah, like,
0: every time it's like, oh, that's a Frankenstein. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: um, so then, like the cloakable's about to go down, and then Cersei just squeezes by, like, yeah, this ain't. I don't want this. The one. hound doesn't want anything to do with her. Yeah. He's focused on one thing. That's and then, Sir Gregor. Um, so there's the fight. Um It's like basically we found out that the mountain is pretty much indestructible.
0: Yeah, he's taking hella blows. I think he's eventually would be killed. But it's like a boss level when you the hound showed up already with half his health destroyed, and he's fighting a boss. It's like shit, dude. You got to save the game and just do your best. It's like when you're playing Mewtwo. If you forget to save your game before you try to fight Mewtwo, you're fucked. Especially if you don't have a Master Ball.
1: And then uh, so that's just good science. So how gets like multiple what would be mortal wounds on normal people to the mountain. The mountain just takes it like a fucking champ. So the hound is bested. So we're left there for a second. Yeah. Cersei's alone in the map room in in Holdfast, and then all of a sudden Jamie walks into there. Mm-hmm. Very touching moment. Yeah.
0: I actually I was like happy. Yeah. I was like, oh, I love this. Yeah. I need this. You know? and,
1: and it was it was very poetic in the sense that. Cersei was left alone with all this was her creation. All this was her journey. And she's just left alone to deal with it on top of the map of Westeros. And then Jaime walks in in the same spot where he abandoned her before. yeah, um, In the same spot where she threatened to kill him by the mountain. Like, So there's so much packed into that.
0: Cersei's evil, right? And we all want her dead. But don't Mm -hmm. forget, we've been with this character for eight seasons. So if you're not emotionally attached to her in, in some way... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just just I don't I don't know what to say mm-hmm. to you, but I felt like I needed that scene. Yeah, you know, it was a good scene for
1: me. As literally a the a world's ship. falling down around them too. I thought it was very well done. Me too. And then Arya is escaping from the Red Keep. She's encountering all these people uh, mm. that are hiding out, and she's like, "No, like we got to go." You. She's trying to drag people out. There's just carnage going around, the and the this is another dying. one of these parts where the POV is so cool. How they're following her and all this huge fan of pov <laughs> huge, <laughs> huge fan of, POV POV, because of the vr pov oh man oh, man yeah i gotta get one of those yeah me too um but yeah i mean there's just absolute carnage but the way they're following it the cadence of it i thought it was really cool
0: yeah it, it, it does you at one point whispered to me saving private ryan which it was very saving private ryan-esque where yeah. especially in normandy where it would almost follow one soldier for a while and then something yeah. would blow up and you'd look to the blow up there's another soldier and you start following him uh it really yeah. helps you capture that madness almost like a handy cam. And, and Arya's trying to save lives, but she's getting fucked up, dude.
1: Yep, and then uh, so is the Hound simultaneously. They're doing this thing where they're switching back and forth between their struggles. Um, oh yeah, it was beautiful. It, it was great uh, because they, their storylines have been intertwined for so long. Yes. Uh, there's one specific lady that helps Arya up as she's getting trampled. Yeah. And that was the same lady that was focused on a little bit in the beginning when the Red Keep gates shut. Mm -hmm. Um, and she of course has a daughter and then we cut back to the hound scene the hound stabs the mountain everywhere and then the mountain picks him up eye gorges him
0: eye gorges him that's his go-to man dude i was
1: thinking about ober i was like damn are we gonna see another head explode right now
0: yeah does he he fucks eye gorges the way john fucks in caves (laughs) literally it's neck and neck who does more big eye hole guy. big eye hole guy the mountain heard it here first and uh Then he like stabs the mountain in like the fucking eye. Yeah. And the mountain takes a through the back back of his head. This is his brain. Yeah. So that's technically even zombies die from that. But he's like all woozy and then the the hound just perfect form. It was a safe tackle. Avoid with the, the head, shoulder. Led with the shoulder. In the middle the chest, of the body. In the middle of the body. In the tackle zone. Yep, and uh, he's driving
1: his legs through the contact. Through the contact.
0: Takes him over the wall, mm-hmm. down into a fiery death. Yep,
1: and they had, it looked like they were at least like 20 stories up. Oh, they, yeah, they, they're yeah.
0: dead on contact with the ground, thank God, yeah, yeah. because the hounded fire, not perfect mix. <laughs> uh, yeah, that
1: actually is poetic, kind of, that he died in, in a A lot plane. of poetry in this episode. Yeah, poetry poetry,
0: emotion. poetry emotion. and motion. Poetry and motion. And Arya, we see then, she says to the to that woman and her kid, like you're gonna die if you stay here. You have to yep. come with me.
1: Yep, and she and she even takes on the rest of the civilians as well, trying to lead them out once again. And then, dude, that this again, I thought this was one of the coolest scenes in the episode. As the again, the camera's following Arya, and as she's leading these people out, Drogon just fucking sweeps down the street, takes out all the civilians that we just kind of became attached to because Arya was leading them out, and then Arya just ducks right out of the way last minute. I thought that was one of the coolest scenes.
0: Yeah, but all the civilians get fucking torched.
1: I know, but that's just like showing the brutality, of the fucking. I'm Danny. You know yeah. the darkness. i Mad Queen. The, I mean, not even of just Danny, but just like that's real war. You know, like innocents are gonna die. This whole idea that Tyrion had and Varys had about saving innocent lives—if mm. you're like you either evacuate the city or you know that you're gonna—I you think the argument can
0: be made though that Danny didn't need to do that. Right? That's right. where that's where I think Tyrion would have said. Once those bells rang, she chose to do that shit.
1: Yeah, but dude, I mean, again, there's something like you're bloodthirsty, you're berserking at that point. There's some. I get it. Like I said,
0: I even said earlier, I don't put myself. If I put myself in Danny's shoes, I would probably do the same thing. But if I put myself in Tyrion's shoes, Mm -hmm. he's her counselor, and he did everything he could to tell her like the bells are ringing, just fucking stop.
1: And to your point, John kind of agrees with you. He starts ordering a retreat of the of the yeah, northmen the
0: fucking wildfire starts blasting off yeah
1: yeah so actually i brought that up earlier i was like i wonder if the wildfire is going to come to play if cersei's just going to push the button blow up the whole city yeah but it it looked like it was more so Drogon was blowing up caches of wildfire yeah and i said what it looked like to you i think too? it was caches I, yeah. I don't think
0: she had it like rigged to blow cuz right. if it was it didn't work yeah it i think great. cersei it had work. felt bad for the people when she's watching it all burn or maybe it was more just a realization that her reign was ending her line was yeah. ending yeah the famous Aegon the Conqueror said, yeah, to, uh, "I don't think Fort she Heron. gave a
1: fuck about the people, dude." Jeez. No, that I think she realized that
0: she and her baby was fucked.
1: And then Jamie and Cersei get down to the dungeons of the Red Keep. They're trapped. It's, Everything's it's all, all caved in. Dead. Yeah, there's no exit. And they have a great conversation. And this is where Cersei starts bargaining. You know, she she goes, "I want, I want our baby to live. Just please let our baby live. I don't want to die this way." and Jamie calms her down takes a hold of her and just goes nothing else matters and he only said look else. at me look
0: at me nothing yeah. else matters only us and it's very similar to what we said last week about that dude from the, from the wall who did that with Arya at Baylor. Oh, uh, yeah. when Ned Stark was, I said, "Look at me, look at me," yeah. you know, as if to say, "Just focus on this."
1: But that was also a callback to a previous episode too. Um, I, I can't remember specifically what the episode was, but Jamie certainly said to Cersei, or Cersei said to Jamie, actually, "Nothing else matters, only us, only us." I think it was yeah. after
0: she told Tywin about them. It was after she, you know, when he was going to marry her off to Loras. Yeah, remember, she gives, that, right. she gives him that, she gives him that
1: That sounds right. Someone someone uh researched we can research after the episode, but someone let us know what, what episode that was in. But it was definitely a callback from what Cersei said to Jamie. And then they both die from, from the caves or I guess the dungeons yeah, imploding. I think
0: it's safe to assume that they're
1: dead. Yeah, the, if they, the walls no wall in. I mean,
0: oh, no, and even if they did, they're they're, they're what do you think? They're gonna clean that out first down. down there? Yeah, no, they're <laughs> fucking dead.
1: Yeah. And then uh, from there, the last scene we see is Arya is just amongst ashes she's a beautiful white cashed. horse and then a beautiful white horse with fucking sunlight shining on it shows up and there's a moment i was like well i think you even said you're like is she dead like is that kind of like the light <laughs> is yeah she's like, she going to the be? pearly gates yeah is Ned on that horse the, the <laughs> deathless horseman up there exactly and then uh, she walks by she sees the body of the, the bodies of that mother and daughter um civilians burnt alive it kind of like looks like like a mount vesuvius sort of deal Um, and then Arya rides out on this white horse and that was the end of the episode. And that was it. And it was a wild ride.
0: How's everyone doing? You doing
1: okay? The uh, The
0: ride, I mean, it, I don't know. I got to really reflect on that episode.
1: It was a wild ride. We'll decompress, but right now, like I said, like, this is our, this is our, this is our first reaction. We just watched the thing. So what are you going to rate this right off the bat?
0: I, I give it a seven.
1: A seven. Seven. A seven. Seven. Okay.
0: I think, you know, you look at that picture behind me, which we we alluded to earlier, of Daenerys, right? And you remember the Breaker of Chains. If if I go back and watch the first season, and the second season, and the third season, and the fourth season, and I see her doing all these amazing... Not one, not two, not three, three. not four, (laughs) ten suckable toes. If I'm watching those seasons, and I'm, I'm loving this character, and I'm seeing her freeing these people, I'm seeing her making these decisions, and I get it, she's taken a lot of loss, but... I think if I ever go back and watch the show and I watch that, all I'll ever think about is this episode. It's gonna to be tough. It's yeah. tough. It's a tough thing to consider. Yeah. I, I don't. I almost. Man, they really went all out on the Mad Queen thing, which is fine.
1: Yeah. I mean, but, I would have rather but the she way died did nobly, it though. Man, it, it was so cool to see. Like, this was someone who wasn't just like a. Regular person, but actually like a hero in a lot of people's eyes. Yeah, I
0: know. And yeah. it was,
1: and she was gradually brought to the point. You know, it wasn't just like a flip that was switched. It, she yeah, was she, gradually. They didn't, they didn't
0: just pancake it. Ex-
1: she was gradually brought to the point. Yeah, it was like a and souffle. Probably, you got a slow. Probably starting from Viserys treating her like shit. Yeah. In season one,
0: for sure. But I just, it's, it's tough for me as a fan of Daenerys, someone who would have been, I think, okay with her being a queen. Uh, it's. I think her line's coming to an end. I think next week. They didn't they barely set up anything, but I think we the north are gonna have something to say about her reign, and it's just like for her to finally get what she wanted to get it under those way, under those terms, yeah. it's kinda sad. Well
1: there's no way she's I mean, the grief's not gonna go away because she has the throne now. No. Like, she's I know. still gonna be mad queen, very paranoid. Um, so that that's definitely something to look forward to. I'm good to with next my seven. Episode. What did you give it? I'm gonna give it I gotta give it I gotta give it a nine and a half, man. Oh shit. I'm gonna rate this very high. I'm gonna rate this very high because this is what we needed. To me, I needed something where there's gonna be kind of like emotion brought out of me. The other episodes, I really wasn't, mm. I really wasn't feeling it too much. Like even some of the cool stuff that happened, yeah, it was cool. But like in this one, you see a dark, you see you see yeah. you see darkness, you see grittiness, you yep. see realism. You see uh, shock in civilians. You, you see, see a lot of emotion. Yeah, and that's uh, and true. that's what I'm looking for. So, that's true. Uh, nine and a uh, half is my rating there.
0: I remember we all talked about how, too, like, the, the battle against the Night King carried so much weight that the battle against Cersei is going to carry no weight. The Night King's army were dead things. These were yeah. living human beings who yeah. were just getting torched. I think if you look at it from that perspective, there was a lot of weight in There that was battle. a shit ton of weight. Except the world.
1: Golden Company, dude. They're fucking <laughs> losers. No
0: weights. They didn't bring the dragons. <laughs> Uh, the elephants they had to bring the elephants
1: yes those poor elephants man someone
0: for 15 cents hello (laughs) 15 cents you can feed an elephant
1: but yeah no I i thought it was great so we'll jump into the segments now first segment is best line yas queen and um, the best line, of course, best line of the episode, the Yas Queen a line with a little bit more sauce to it, a little bit of clapback.
0: A little bit of sauce.
1: I'll lead us off because lead I lead, off. I have best lines only. I don't have Yas Queens in this one. Okay. So my, my best line, I'll just do one and then I'll let you do yours. Okay. Uh, my one was from Tyrion to Jamie. If it weren't for you, I never would have survived my childhood. Yeah. I thought that was a very touching moment. And yeah. And it was true.
0: That's true. That's uh, That was me with uh, Pokemon. I say it to Pikachu every time I go to bed. I said, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have survived my child. And he looks at me and he goes, Pika! Um, my best line... I do ask it before bed. <laughs> my best line is uh, Varys to Jon when he says, every time a Targaryen is born, the gods toss a coin and the world uh, holds its breath. And then he says later on, I don't know where her coin has landed, but I'm quite certain about yours. Yeah. Love that line. Yeah. And then... Uh, my Yas Queen is Danny to John, which you alluded to earlier, which was Let It Be Fear. That was and really you know weird. how I feel about Mad Danny. <laughs> you know how I feel about it. Yeah. It hurts my heart. Yeah, that but, was, it, that was,
1: but, dude, I, that was something that I wanted. She should have done that from the moment she landed on Dragonstone.
0: She should have torched King's Landing? Yeah.
1: Masani still <laughs> yeah. would have been alive. Her three dragons still would have been alive. She would have yeah. been a good queen. And it if she did fine. that,
0: if she took King's Landing real quick, then they all could have gone north and fought the Night King yeah. together.
1: It would have been great, and it would have been, but I liked how it did play out, though, because this is much less storybook, kind of, and... That's the
0: thing, too, is I like the non-storybook aspect, and it's funny to see all these Thrones fans who are like,
1: meh,
0: storybook, it's like, have you read Game of Thrones? It's not a story, it's not Harry Potter, guys, All right, we're not gonna beat Voldemort with his fucking,
1: his wand broke. There's actually, there's been a lot of, a lot of the topics that have come up in the recent weeks has been stuff that doesn't add up. There's, That's it, what frustrates me.
0: But, Some of the internet sauce is 100% deserved, but then yeah. it's like people are just getting mad at shit that doesn't matter. They're like throwing darts, like, oh, yeah. get mad at this. But also, spin but, the wheel.
1: but, I mean, the reason I brought that up was because, and I'm sure, you know, as the week goes on, I'm going to see, like, stuff's going to be pointed out to me on yeah. online and stuff. and it, I'll agree. But... From from the first viewing, I I thought the only thing that really didn't add up to me was how effective the scorpions were. To now just being all of a sudden not effective at yeah, all, Yeah,
0: to being ineffective. Yeah,
1: but other than that, I thought everything was really well put together.
0: I do too. I I think, but get ready because the internet will have a lot exactly. to say. Because the yeah. internet, that's what the internet's. Oh yeah, well, made for, for yeah. We'll find we'll find
1: say. a fucking Starbucks cup or something. Yeah,
0: like, oh, the mountain was just doing espresso shots in the background. <laughs> oh,
1: uh, so my so I had two more best lines actually. The other one was from Arya to the Hound saying Sandor, thank you. you know, oh, we talked great. about yeah. that one, and yeah. then um, Jamie to Cersei in the dungeon saying nothing else matters, only us. And
0: nothing else matters.
1: Next segment, hottest moment. Uh, of course, Ooh. pretty easy hottest moment of the episode. I will lead us off with this one. Um, mine was when Danny was sitting up there. The battle had basically already been won. The soldiers are in King's Landing. She's on Drogon, and she's—you can just see her deciding whether she wants to just give them fire and blood and burn them all, or show mercy. And then she didn't choose mercy. She did not choose mercy. She chose fear, and it was fucking awesome. That was my hottest moment. She chose fear. My
0: hottest moment is Varys getting burnt by Danny. Because I predicted this on Midweek Mayhem, yeah, you did. and I'm a I'm a hard seven, and that's <laughs> hot in today's day and age. So hottest moment goes to me predicting Varys getting all burned right. by e- Nanny.
1: Easiest fucking prediction of all time. Of so, course, uh, if you're plotting behind the Mad Queen with the dragon, you're gonna get burnt.
0: Oh, our prediction's easy. All right, all right, I think I was pretty impressive.
1: All right, well Team Cersei over here is 0 and one. Right, so your prediction sucked. Dick, I mine are great. I, it wasn't a prediction; I was just forced to choose. You know a what? Side.
0: People listen to this and they're like, "Oh, Chris is all the smarts, and Sheedy's going to get his yucks skip, in." Skip, skip, skip. skip. Uh, La Shannon, Cersei, Sims. You think? That, <laughs> that ain't a <no>
1: problem, <laughs> I don't know. I don't Skip. But I, I
0: have some knowledge too, and I predicted Varus would get burnt alive. Yeah,
1: that's. He the, was yeah. burnt alive. No, you're right. And you got I, it.
0: I deserve some toes for
1: this. <laughs> Uh Next segment, or actually um, honorable mention hottest moment: the Clegane ball How anyone could ever forget about that? Because they died in a fiery blade Yeah, and also, I mean, that's something we've been waiting for since fuck for season. And the mountain so. does
0: rip his shirt off. I think yeah. he was he was waiting for that. <laughs> he was waiting for that opportunity.
1: Dude, he had like scales and shit. Yeah, what was, was like, going on there? What did Kyborn do to him? Oh, we know what he did to him. We know shooting what he ropes, did. Shooting ropes, shooting ropes at him. Yep.
0: Isel woke up in the corner. It's like, what is that? You can't do that to the mountain. This is highly irregular. The citadel won't
1: allow it. So we actually had some ravens fly in. Um, oh. More specifically, we had one raven fly in from a friend of the pod, Rob Gallic.
0: Well, I guess we could also say the, the ravens wheeled in because <laughs> of the brand. What was uh, the question?
1: <laughs> so we had the question come in. So I'll pull it up right now, actually, so I read it verbatim. So Rob Gallic asked, was it? Was it a respectful tradition for the North to burn the bodies? Um, Of course, we're talking about outside of Winterfell. Or was it because of the White Walker threat? Um, So it's kind of a two-part answer there. It was more so out of the White Walker threat because the North, there's a lot of different customs um, and, and different cultures and practices up in the North because it is the largest of the Seven Kingdoms. So different houses have different preferences on burial rituals. The Starks bury their own family in the crypts of Winterfell. Um, you know, some houses in Barrowton bury their family members in mounds and in hills and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, like you know, if you're close to the wall, like a uh, like the Last Hearth, for example, the Umbers up there, or you know, houses closer to the wall, they're going to, of course, burn their bodies, not only because of White Walker suspicions, but also because the ground's frozen. Yeah, and it just doesn't make sense I
0: feel like it. it was an easy disposal thing too
1: yeah I mean other than like you I mean you could do mass burials but the ground's frozen too yeah. you know but I mean you don't take any chances you're gonna burn those fucking bodies yeah
0: no I mean you just don't take the chance yeah you don't take the chance
1: um, next segment you blew it you fan blew, blew favorite. it fan um, favorite fan favorite Uh, I'll lead us off on this one again. I've been leading us off all all episodes, so I'll just keep it going. Just
0: keep it going. You're a good lead-off hitter.
1: (laughs) So, mine is a very obvious one. The Golden Company. You fucking blew it, man. Someone's going to have to send the ravens to those homeless elephants, dark wings, dark words. So, (laughs) So The Golden Company. You blew it. You blew it. Fuck you, Harry Strickland.
0: Yeah. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. I bet if Cersei can go back, she would demand her money back. <laughs> My goodness. Thank God she already has that manager haircut. Yeah. She's going to have to speak to... I don't know. Who's the Golden Company's manager?
1: Well, it was Harry Strickland. Oh, shit. Yeah, I guess it's Dumbo. I guess
0: he got out of that one. Yeah. She's going to have to go give those elephants a strongly worded letter. Uh, Maya blew it. Uh, it's Arya with that lady and her daughter. Because she's like, hey, come in the streets. Uh, I'll help man. you. Immediately they caught fire. Yeah. Like, immediately. Sad. Yeah, she's going to win the either gold. way. All right, well... Go protect Arya, she's a big girl, she could take it. So, uh, Arya, <laughs> you blew it. You blew it. I mean, I love you, buddy, but you blew it. I
1: love you, buddy, but
0: you blew it. Listen, spider monkeying you know, it's not, it has side effects, it's not a victimless crime.
1: You can't spider monkey for two. Uh, okay, here's the thing the chandelier eventually will break. Spider's spider, spider monkeying is kind of like sauce per se. Okay. You know you can you, you love the sauce. The, love sauce. the sauce is the boss. You can get lost. But in you the don't want to get lost in the sauce. Because yeah. if you get lost in the sauce, well then you're lost.
0: Oh yeah, you can get funky from the monkey. That's what I always say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Best monkey. That right. funky. Mo- oh okay. Next segment, we're gonna find George R. R. Martin a date. We- I'll go first. You I'll lead, lead us, us off. off.
0: I gotta go to my date for George is a very Cersei-like British woman, Theresa May, the Prime Minister of. What UK. is the country called? England? UK. Uh, UK <laughs> the UK. She's the prime minister of <laughs> What is of Mal, the country huh? called? She's the prime minister of England. Uh, the and Empire of Great Britain. So the reason I chose her is because she's having a hard time brexiting right
1: now. Oh She man. can't brexit
0: the EU to save her fucking
1: life. I think she's got a little bit of country constipation. I think so too. I think she's a little nervous. She's, she's going to have to get an enema. She doesn't have a going problem. She has a growing problem.
0: You ever see those commercials? No. They're about prostates. <laughs> but so she is having a hard time brexiting right now. And George is having a hard time Brexiting the books, so maybe those kids can get together and they can brenter each other. Oh
1: Brenter her good and deep. Nice. Just doc. Just doc real nice. If like, you
0: go to Pornhub right now and enter and type Brent-er, in Brenter, you're I'm definitely sure getting oh, yeah, yeah there's 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 gonna be hella Teresa May. Look, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was listening to a podcast last podcast on the left. Shout out the other day. And they also have the argument that you make, Chris, which is like, you log on to those sites, dude. It's so weird now. It's all family shit.
1: Oh, yeah. What's going understand. on? Like, who, there's, there's a large population amongst us that are watching those videos all the time.
0: Yeah, and I don't wanna point fingers the South. But
1: you guys <laughs> need to slow down. Actually, we can point our fingers at them all. We, all it's the South. It's I don't the South. think we I don't think we even have any Southern listeners that do Southern people watch Game of Thrones?
0: Do they have internet?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Didn't I don't they, know what goes they, on so, down there. Didn't they a few I think years they still have oil lamps and shit, yeah, don't, don't they? Know. We'll figure we'll get we'll get yeah. someone our producer will get on there. Yeah, we'll
0: go on horseback down yonder <laughs> and find out what the deal is.
1: So my date for George is uh pretty topical. Of course we were watching game seven of um the Toronto Raptors versus the seventy sixers.
0: That's right.
1: And highlights on right now, but Kawhi Leonard hit a baseline jumper. Game winner to to fucking win the game obviously game seven Toronto went and going to the Eastern Conference Finals be taking on the Milwaukee Bucks if Kawhi is making shots like that then he can get George to take a few shots Ooh. get on his fucking book Ooh. finish the one's winner because I, we need it we need it
0: we need it we I, need I need it, it. I, I'm curious to see George's angle I'm curious to see how he
1: ends his story yeah well I mean. Apparently Winds of Winter is not even supposed to be the last book. It's a Dream of Summer or a Dream of spring is actually supposed to come out after oh, that. Oh wow. So Shit,
0: I guarantee you Winds of Winter is do- done.
1: I mean, it's got like It's got to be. Either it's that or we're, not, we're
0: never getting a Dream of Spring. We'll never be. It's just a dream. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Maybe that's the real story. Yeah.
1: Would you look at that? Would you look at it? Uh next segment unnecessary titties So this is typically a segment that we do when we find something unnecessary in the episode. I'll have you lead us off with so, this one.
0: I actually, I'm the unnecessary titties. I'm calling myself out <laughs> because I have sauced up Amelia Clark because I used to argue that Daenerys was never given enough emotional range. Okay, but her expressions in this have been amazing. They're flawlessly acted. Amelia did a great job being angry, being sad, the de- 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 crying. Um, mm. I mean, some Even of the, best... the
1: scene where she was coming down to jail Yes,
0: everything she's done as the Mad Queen has been. Brilliantly acted. You can knock the writing, you can knock the direction the show's going, but you can't knock Amelia Clark's acting as Daenerys in this scenario. I mean, she's handed out some of the best facials I've ever seen, and uh, nothing but respect for you, my queen, my mad queen, my mad queen. Mm.
1: So I'm gonna twist it up a little bit. I'm gonna go with the necessary titties here, and Ooh. we've done this
0: once before. We did it was Missandei.
1: but this my necessary titties was Cersei's stages of grief. Yeah. I thought it was well done, and they, and they had it keep on going throughout the episode, and it was cool to see something that Cersei's been going through her whole life, essentially building this, this I guess, like, royalty or empire that she made from, from dirt, um, and she, to see it all come down the way it did, I thought it was fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, right now, Tyrion's the surviving Lannister. Yeah. What happens when Tyrion dies, Tywin's legacy dies. That was what the whole yeah. fucking first five seasons, all they ever talked about was Tywin's goddamn legacy. Yeah. And Jamie and Cersei just died.
1: Now, I'm glad you brought that up, because does, since Jamie's dead now... Does Tyrion get cast for the Rock? Well, no, I'm saying, does, does anyone know that Tyrion let Jamie escape?
0: No. I mean, it's probably all gonna go by the wayside. It'll all go part of the battle... I don't think it'll ever come up.
1: I think maybe like one of the unsullied soldiers had to have seen Tyrion leaving with Jamie. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I just feel like uh, uh, Danny though t- in her super paranoid state. Like she knew, like when she said, "Oh, Jon Snow betrayed me." Yeah, and then she did like that weird six degrees to connect Jon Snow to betrayal. Yeah, uh, so she if she thinks Tyrion had any inkling in doing that, she'll he's, she'll call him burnt. out. Yeah, he's burnt. He's, he's burnt. burnt. He's burnt. He's burnt to a. He's a little crispy boy. <laughs> it's <laughs> well, a little toaster strudel. Yeah, he's a little toaster strudel. out to be munching on him. He's like, oh, the setter's still frozen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, so final segment, trial by combat. Trial by combat. I'm excited so, for this one. So yeah, he, the he next s- two weeks, weeks are back I, I
0: cooked up a good one.
1: So what so, do we got? I'm, I'm interested. So
0: I'm I like the show writers on Game of Thrones. I don't think they're sticking the landing. I want to stick the landing for our viewers of Deep Thrones. Damn right. Uh, listeners. with, with my, The listeners, right. Yeah. Well, I, I watch the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> when, when we do it, I'm watching it. Um, so in my current work, um, we are faced kind of with a, a, a scenario. It's not a post-apocalyptic. It's pre-apocalyptic. Okay. It's, it can go either way, but we need heroes to rise, right? So, it's a pre apocalyptic scenario. We see it at the very beginning, the outbreak. It all starts with a mad scientist experimenting with a serum to create grisly monsters that will help him rule the
1: world, right? Right, but the pre stuff can still get you in, in some trouble sometimes.
0: Yeah, well, the pre, it's like basketball. You dribble before you shoot. Yeah. You got to be careful with <laughs> you gotta that pre yeah. pre. You got to make sure she's all rigged with pills and. and uh, IUDs. So the <laughs> so he creates a serum to create grizzly monsters and rule the world, right? But his plant begins to grow very volatile, and one day it becomes too volatile, and all the little gas tanks and shit and it explodes. His entire plant oh, like explodes. Like Chernobyl. Yeah, just like Chernobyl. This is I'm called out to that show. So then we see the serum running into the water supply, because it was right next to a river, right? And we follow this water supply downstream. The water's pulsating. It's fucking gross as shit. It's this disgusting thing. And then we see this toxic serum get sucked into a vent, and it's ran through an entire process, and we see it mixed with ingredients. We see it go into a can, and we see the can labeled, and the can flips toward the camera. It's Mountain Dew.
1: Whoa. Dun-dun-dun. So, you know what they uh, say about Mountain Dew kids. You're going to have like a Mountain bunch of Duke Kyles kids. running around. A bunch of Kyles, see
0: A bunch of angry kids putting hands through drywall, right? <laughs> so that's exactly it. And that whole batch is shipped across the United States, turning good boys, sauce boys, slippery boys, all the boys, into monsters Not the boys, as Mountain Dew kids. So they begin to overrun the U.S. with their high school angst and racist Twitter accounts. And it's a fight for the soul of America. And, and we have no answer for the MDKs, Mountain Dew kids, until America raises an army of the only people who can stop mountain dew kids sauce boys no and we celebrate them today they're mothers oh (laughs) An all-out war breaks out mothers fighting mountain dew kids in the cinematic event of the summer i present to you uh the film i've written which is mother of boys colon mountain dew meltdown yes in 3d and imax 3d (laughs) yes dude
1: released on mother's day 2020 yes we're in dude that's it you know what start early ticket sales now we're gonna get that going the Mountain Dew kids are going to be introduced to the world for what they are.
0: Oh, evil. Evil. Pure evil. Just, Pure evil.
1: The Mountain Dew kids are right up there with Jesus. with people who eat fucking plain Fritos.
0: Oh, God. Origi- if you eat original Fritos and drink Mountain Dew, go see a therapist. You're eating
1: corn, you're eating corn chips. Yeah. Are you, are you want to be that guy yeah, who's eating I bet fucking corn guys chips? Guys who eat
0: original Fritos probably also drink Mountain Dew Code fucking Red. Oh, God. Yeah. Do Dude. you remember
1: Mountain Dew Code Red? Oh, it's, do do I I took a sip of it, it
0: once and I immediately shit blood.
1: That's... <laughs> Dude, that's like the fucking, that's like the nuke, what's that, the nuke raiding thing where you, um, uh, dude, the countdown thing, you know what I'm talking about, DEFCON? Yes, DEFCON 5. DEFCON Red, (laughs) that's fucking... That's your dad if you drink a Mountain Dew Red. I love it, alright, I'm in on that. Um, Guys, thanks for joining us, this was an awesome episode, Yeah, it was a blast to run through, I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. We'll
0: have Midweek Mayhem coming out, it'll come out Wednesday morning. Okay. Okay. Yeah. so we'll, we'll do out, it wednesday
1: yeah. morning um so be ready for that also guys help us out give us some ratings subscribe our runs almost up with this with this actual uh game of thrones yeah podcast go
0: to sunnygrovecbd.com take advantage of that deep thrones get that ten dollars off get use that $10 promo $10 code off. deep thrones
1: one word and um yeah it's awesome we the fucking finale is next week man Could That's you, it. can
0: you believe it i can't believe it. it seems like when we came up
1: with this it would never get here and it's it's a week away. It's seven days away. Yeah. It's it's kind of sad. It is. But sad. I'm excited. I'm anxious to see what happens. I'm it's not only to excited
0: awesome. to see what happens in Thrones. I'm excited to see where me and Chris go next with this. We're gonna keep bringing you something. I don't know what, but we'll We're figure, figure it, out. it out. Yeah.
1: And it'll be it'll be our sweet voices are gonna keep coming in your these sweet sweet cr- crispy these milky
0: ears. voices, and so you just gobble <laughs> it up in your ear holes, and you can't go wrong with it. Um, that's it, all I got, man. That's all I got. And uh, Amelia, hit me up. i I'll, I'll always love you.